Hey everyone, it's me, Cody, one of the four hosts of My Own Worst Anime, a podcast for four people with varying interests and knowledge of anime, mostly none, watch old episodes of Great British Baking Show. Just kidding, we watch anime. Every Friday, I'll be joined by Meg, Dakota, and Travis as we discuss your favorite or least favorite anime series. To start us off, we'll be covering the entire series of Cowboy Bebop, and we'll be covering two episodes at a time. You'll notice the audio in our first episode is a little rough, and while I'd love for you to listen to it, I'd recommend skipping straight to episode two unless you really want to hear opinions on the pilot for Cowboy Bebop. We, we like it. So join us every Friday for goofs, anime discussions, and space fights. If you have a show you'd like for us to check out or just want to get in touch, write us at myownworstanime at gmail.com. And like my old friend Spike Spiegel says, it's over 9,000. Believe it. One, two, three, four. Podcast, my own worst anime, starring me, Cody Wrestler, anime expert, and Travis Taylor. Hello. Uh, anime expert, Meg Blevins. I'm also an anime expert. And then and I'm Dakota. And oh, now you—that was me, then Dakota. <laughs> I don't know anything about anime. That's not true. I know a couple things about anime. And the four of us are pretty much the biggest. Uh, anime experts in town um welcome to the world's first anime podcast uh, hosted by us my dad jim crunchyroll invented anime <laughs> that's not true <laughs> uh and today we're going to be talking about the pilot episode of cowboy bebop which is called asteroid blues yeah i wrote it down but i couldn't find my notes uh on this podcast we will be going through entire anime series season by season recapping them giving our thoughts, um, me not liking most of them. Unfortunately, <laughs> your guys' taste in, po- in animes is indicative of what we'll be going through. But I do like this one, Cowboy Bebop, first episode. Yeah, get ready. I'm going to make you guys watch uh, Fruits Basket next. I'm going to make everyone watch Yuri on Ice. I don't know what it is, but we're all going to watch it. <laughs> uh, I googled the word Yuri. You get a lot of stuff. Try it out. Um, don't do... Well, do if you want to. Uh, so yeah, um... The first scene of this episode is just Spike shooting a bunch of people to death with whoa, a cool whoa. gun and Hold his up. flowers. You're getting way ahead of yourself. Why? We don't even know who he is yet. Well, no. I don't think we have to. <laughs> it's like a 30-second hook, but it is very intriguing. Okay, let's just have it this way. What did you guys write down for this opening scene? Spike killing a bunch of dudes with a gun he had in a bouquet. <laughs> Okay. I wrote down, he's doomed, because it looked like everything was going mm-hmm. to hell around this person. I also said that the smash, I thought the smash cut of him flipping the grenade pin, uh-huh. cutting straight to uh, the tile card, when he like grins, there's like blood dripping down his face. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was cool. Is that your first uh, Spike is cool? 
Yeah, it says that a lot. <laughs> I think we should have a counter as to how many times Cody says Spike is cool and how many times uh, no Meg says Spike, <laughs> Spike, Spike is a dork. Um, you've had that in one place in my notes. Spike is a dork or Spike yeah, is cool? The okay. dork part. That's completely, completely fair. Um, I had no idea what was going on in the intro, so I just didn't write anything down. It seemed very, like, um, Godfather-esque, almost. I haven't finished this anime, so, uh, you know, it, it seems like it could be a prologue or an epilogue, but... It obviously is an important scene. After watching it, uh, like the whole episode, I kind of, I don't know if we should talk about it now or later, because the uh, epilogue or the ending credit scene kind of put more, like it was a continuation of the very first It scene. seems very similar. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. for sure. It gave more context for me. So do you guys think, as the two people who haven't finished it, do you think the opening, the first shot of this show takes place before or after the first episode? Well, it's obviously a very important scene. I'm not sure exactly where I could place it on a timeline, but it is something it's like, this is the intro to the entire anime. Oh yeah. So we should back up real quick. Um, Cody and I have seen Cowboy Bebop. Gosh, I think I personally have seen it probably five times at least all the way through. The first time I saw it, I think I was in fifth grade. It Ugh. came out in 2001 on, two, on Adult Swim. It was the first anime on Adult Swim. I've seen it three times. And the first time I saw it, my friend, I was watching it with three friends, and uh, we were all singing in the dark, and then his mom barged in, and she thought we were all having sex with each other, <laughs> and she thought she was stopping an orgy What a weird me and my three friends, but we were legitimately just watching Cowboy Bebop. How old were you? I was like 16. Okay. And no one had sex at 16. Uh, if they said they did, they're a liar. So, <laughs> yeah, that's my first, that's my main memory of it, yeah. is every time I get to the episode where the dog shows up, I'm like, that's all I think about while I watch it. It was a really awkward <laughs> such so a episode weird too. conclusion to jump to. I don't Do think you... I could enjoy the anime if that was the no one. <laughs> yeah, that's, no that's one pretty rough. No could be watching anime at 16. They must be having sex in there. <laughs> so yeah, I've seen it three times. Okay, cool. Well, this will be my third time. Okay, okay, fair. And then, um, Travis, you have seen part of it. I think I've seen up to episode 13 or 14, so I, I not all of it yet. Okay, so almost a little over halfway-ish. Sweet. And then, Dakota, this is your completely first time yeah. seeing it. I've seen Zero. The only character I knew was Spike, and I only knew his name and what he looked like. Because he's in Smash Brothers. Is he? No, <laughs> and I knew there was a dog in it eventually. The dog gets introduced before the majority of the cast. <laughs> yeah. The dog's name is Ein, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, like yeah. Einstein. My, my cousin uh, had a, oh, it was a dog that looks very similar to a corgi, and it was a female, so they named it Ina, because she is a huge mm -hmm. Cowboy Bebop fan. Aww. The dog is. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, the dog named herself Ina. She was like, I love Cowboy Bebop, but also I'm a very feminine pooch, so <laughs> I'm going to add this A on, on the end of it. So we get that super super dramatic scene nobody knows what the fuck's going on and then it just completely smash cuts to the opening sequence which might be my favorite anime opening of all time that's very fair it's mine so it's like really like um the first thing that came to my mind is like my mind is like james bond mm -hmm. like yeah. all the openings for those movies especially like some of the earlier ones in like the 70s yeah i thought of that but i first thought of archer because that's I clearly Archer took it from James Bond, but also probably Cowboy Bebop. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, they got it from all the James Bond intros. Yeah, I think this is like, it's kind of infamous. Like, even if you haven't seen Cowboy mm -hmm. Bebop, you've probably at least seen the opening or at least heard like the opening theme song. Yeah. I love that it's like all these really awesome shots and everyone's super, super cool and slick. And then Spike's doing his kung fu mm -hmm. and then he slips on a fucking banana peel <laughs> and busts his head. <laughs> 
which is just like a great introduction to the character because he's constantly fluctuating between being super cool and a giant dork. The part in, in his like silhouette thing in the intro when he's like doing a kick or whatever, mm-hmm. it, it looked just like something from a scene in the movie, but I can't remember which one. I'm pretty sure it was Bruce Lee doing something. I think he's known for his kicks. He's very much known for his kicks. And we yeah, <laughs> we'll like talk me. about that. Cody, you kick too much. Um. You're gonna get in trouble. No, I think I think Enter the Dragon has that one where it's like it's kind of the the camera's a little further down, like his center of gravity. Crotch level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it crotch level. And uh he does that like straight up in the air and framed yeah. kick. So after the most amazing sequence, um we get our title card, which is fun because so they're not episodes, they're sessions. Yeah, I wrote down that I like that they're called sessions, not yeah. episodes because there's a lot of music uh i guess imagery is not the right word but musical references in Illusions. the show yeah i think almost every episode's called like waltz for jupiter asteroid rock blues they all sound like song titles mambo num- space mambo number seven <laughs> uh and yeah the the first shot after the the title is just a big shot of the ship, which they've spray painted the word Bebop on. And I it looks love like a how giant space dump truck. Yeah. And I never noticed that it was like covered in dents and looks like a big piece of crap. Because <laughs> as, a, as a kid, when I watched it, um, I saw it look cool because it was a big spaceship. But I didn't think it has guns on it. The Bebop, I don't think it does either. I think it's supposed to just be a cargo ship. It's pretty lame. It should have some guns. I didn't know if it was called if the ship was called Cowboy Bebop or if it was just called Bebop. And I think I was it's wondering where the cowboy comes from or why they're together. Spike so, the cowboy, right. Spike, yeah, which is like another and happens later in the ep, but it's like another word for a bounty hunter. That's what they call them as cowboys. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so the Bebop is the ship which is owned by Jet who we're gonna meet now i called him bald wolverine so i didn't know his name <laughs> that's yeah that's no, you got there's it. like big mutton chop kind <laughs> yeah, of facial hair yeah i don't think i said his name until <laughs> so i my hair out like that i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that would in be Trump 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 Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Jet. so we haven't learned any like last names but uh jet's last name is black so you're welcome <laughs> i don't think that's <laughs> spike's last name Spiegel. Spiegel. Oh, is that important? No. Okay. Not super. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're, uh, it, I think it just shows them, like, looking at a bounty board for... Well, first we get, like, this really cool shot of, like, Spike practicing kung fu in, the, in the dark. So you practice. Which... <laughs> So you can't see yourself. <laughs> Which is like, because yeah, it's like, oh man, he looks really cool. And then the lights flick on and you're like, wait, why the fuck was he doing that in the dark? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> why would you do that in the living room in the dark? Uh, and Jet, who has sunglasses on, or they look, they almost look like welding mm-hmm. glasses. Well, he's cooking um, their meal with like a oh, torch. Yeah. Because they're too poor to own a stove. <laughs> so he's literally like blowtorching a skillet filled with uh, onions and green peppers and beef well yeah the running <laughs> joke of bell peppers and beef uh yeah he has welding glasses on because he is more or less using a blowtorch to cook their meal um which will become a reoccurring bit that they're actually much always poor and hungry and not particularly good at bounty hunting right in my notes i have it doesn't seem like they're very efficient at their job no <laughs> they're not they good like at they're it. really bad at it, doing whatever efficient their is career a, is a very nice word for that that seems like a trope in a lot of animes though where like the main characters are like super super absolutely competent or like like goku is super strong and all that kind of stuff but like they're always hungry and always poor 
Mm. You know what I mean? And always really the bad struggle. Parents. Yeah. Or maybe let's just go because like kids, kids, basically. I think Spike and Jet need some investment advice. <laughs> um, they need somebody to look at their books. Yes. But yeah, they're, they they eat their Spike does zero gravity kung fu, uh, and then they eat some bell peppers and beef and talk about their first bounty of the show. Uh, who's a guy named Asimov? who has a Spanish accent <laughs> and is worth 2.5 million wulongs, which is my favorite made-up currency oh. above Zinni. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, money. <laughs> it makes me wonder what the economy is like in this No, Travis Flick is what to say about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> As a resident Kingdom Hearts expert, uh, we'll just, please we'll, weigh we'll in. We'll Kingdom Hearts out of this. We'll tune in our next podcast, Kingdom Heartache, where Travis is Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> It's a fair title. <laughs> uh, no, every... I, for the longest time, I thought it was oolongs. Like the pig? Like the, the tea. tea. Oh, wait. Yeah, like the tea, not the pig. And then also the pig, who's also named by, after the tea. Um, but I noticed for the first time how hard he drops that W. Ooh. What happened to the one million oolongs? <laughs> like it's like HW. Yeah, he almost is. I have no... I have no like um, basis for how much money that is because it seems like a ton of money. Yeah. But then like uh, those little talking about how not much it is. Are we basing right. it on Japanese currency? That's like, what I'm like, thinking. It's almost like money. yen. Yeah. That so it's like I bet someone's done this math for us. Oh, I'm sure. How much is a? You guys keep going for how long? So um, I also am embarrassed because I realized for the first time that I'm pretty sure that Asimov is just a nice little nod to Isaac Asimov, mm-hmm. the sci-fi author. Right. But like, why was he, why did they text that name? They just, you can tell like, they just kind of chuck in lots of like little, mm-hmm. we love sci-fi, we love Westerns, yeah. that kind of stuff. It's just peppered through the entire series. And also like, so on his... Um, so they're looking at the monitor, and it has his criminal record, and it almost reads like instructions because it says "break into a bank, robber, <laughs> bodily injury resulting in death." So not only he break into a bank, but he also robber. Uh, I just looked it up. Wulong is worth uh, two cents, <laughs> oh, okay. so he's worth approximately four thousand dollars. Wow. That is actually that's very much nothing. Money. So what is what is thirty million? Wait, he's only worth two point five million. Right, but the drugs. Oh, um, hold on, let me. Late, we're getting like way ahead of ourselves. Sixty thousand. God, that's nothing. It's not a lot. <laughs> well, I imagine that's a life changing amount of money, but still, I, I imagine space travel is kind of expensive though. Although For they're sure. still using like fuel. Yeah, he just stops at like a Seven yeah. Eleven and yeah. fills up. Speaking of his little, I guess his little red airplane <laughs> that, that he hasn't necessarily taken off in yet in our description mm-hmm. but I noticed that it's landing gear looks like something on a private plane in current day like mm-hmm. it's a very antiquated yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm ship. so excited to talk about his make ship comments all the time about how old his mm-hmm. ship is We'll get there. Oh, this shit's held together with bubble gum and duct tape for sure. So as Jet's telling him, like, okay, Asimov, we're going after this guy. He is part of a syndicate, killed all of his dudes, took the drugs, and ran. He's only worth, what, two and a half million wulongs? $4,000, which is just so sad. And they're going to have to go track him down to the uh, astral 
droid Tijuana, also known as TJ, apparently. Yeah. I thought it was a fun reveal that they talk about, like, oh, we're going to go to Tijuana and get this guy. And you're like, okay. Yeah, let's and do they cut in the real world, kind of. Well, well, that and you're like, okay. And then they uh, cut to Tijuana and it's a city inside of an asteroid floating around space. And you're like, that's not Earth. <laughs> right. Um, I thought that Earth was like blown up or something. Earth is still around. Oh, okay. But it's kind of it's not shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, you don't live there unless you have yeah. to. Kind of. Mars is good now? Mars is like where all the rich people went well, when Earth sucked. Yeah. Kind of. Spike says, and then it's skipping ahead, but he says he's born on Mars. Mm. Yeah. Which I think might be like the first kind of personal <clears throat> thing that we find out about him. Um, so, so Jet's like, okay, we're going to go get this guy. And you can tell that Spike is just getting, like, more and more irritated the entire time. He's, like, furiously stirring his, like, bell peppers with his chopsticks. And he's like, what? You said bell peppers and beef. There's no beef in here. What the hell? And then Jet goes through an entire laundry list of things that they had to pay for (laughs) because of what Spike did in their last bounty. He wrecked a cruiser, trashed a shop, and apparently just, like, broke a cop. (laughs) <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, all the money went to them basically cleaning up the mess of getting the last guy. So yeah, these people suck at this. Um, yeah, and then they he hops in in the stingray, I think. Right? Yeah. Is that the name of the ship? Yeah. The well, I don't think they ever explicitly say that until like eighteen episodes in or something. That um, yeah, we don't get to hear the name of the stingray for a really long time. But, um, yeah, that's what it's called. Um, and I really like all the sci-fi looking shit in the show. It has a very, like, alien slash aliens vibe to it. Like, he has to turn a key, like a physical key. Does mm-hmm. crank. He has to crank his spaceship. Yeah. Like, there's a spark plug. Yeah. And there's a... There's... I think there's a gas valve. Like, he has, like, <laughs> pop the gas pop right. valve off. Uh, not, that's not what it's called. Gas cap. Mm-hmm. It kind of made me think that, like... Fuel hole. That, that's what it's called. <laughs> that is a technical term. It made me think that, that, like, in the show, humanity kind of just, like, raced in a space and, like, as fast as possible with, like, the least, uh, like, as cheaply as possible. Mm-hmm. That's probably accurate. Like, just, like, put wings on cars and we're like, hey, we did it. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. It's red. And it still runs on gasoline. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I love, um, so he's walking up to a stingray and he's whistling and I, like in my mind, I know that's like an old Western thing. Mm. Was the Lone Ranger the one that was like famous for whistling to himself and like he would announce himself Let me Google by doing like a cowboy. whistle? That makes sense if he's a Lone Ranger. Yeah, I'm Who pretty sure. Lone Ranger. Um, and like, like, that's kind old... of like a lovely vibe it's... to him too. Like, I don't know, just from this introductory, I guess, episode. Apparently yeah, the, absolutely. the good, the bad, and the ugly started mm-hmm. the whole, like, cowboy whistling thing. It's because cool. uh, Ennio Morricone, Morricone? I don't know how to say his last name. You know the composer that does, like, all the spaghetti westerns and stuff? Yeah. There's, like, a ton of whistling and, like, the ecstasy of gold and, yeah, all of his songs basically whistling. In them. So, yeah, Spike whistles as he... Uh, preps his ship and we get to see how dingy it is and it also shows us how like low lo-fi technology actually is in this universe like even the even the people still use like regular ass guns like spike has a fucking glock or something which is crazy in a universe where there's spaceships and people still primarily i don't think there's such a thing as laser guns in the cowboy bebop universe no like i think even the 
the spaceships shoot bullets somehow. Missiles. Yeah, they shoot missiles, but there's no laser beams in Cowboy Bebop. So if the bounty hunters, I guess, when they're hunting their bounty, uh-huh. I assume they have to bring them in alive and okay. I think it yes. specifies. Oh, yep. I thought it was dead or alive. Nope. Not for everybody. Not mm. for most people. Oh, one last thing about the Stingray. It controls like a motorcycle. Like the throttle is in the handle. And it has like pedals you have to push up. Uh, So it's almost like kind of steel horse mm -hmm. imagery. So yeah, he hops in his Stingray and he goes to Tijuana, which is a city on an asteroid. It's in an asteroid. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's a neat idea. Um, but it's like a total shithole, and I don't know if that's racist or not. <laughs> but it is. Uh, and we we meet uh, three reoccurring characters who I don't think have names. I don't three think old so. Men, and we get a shot. It pretty much, I think, just like cuts to the bar in Tijuana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a little establishing shot so you can see like how like overcrowded and like packed and kind of gross the city is. <clears throat> and uh, we get this bar and it's like a super old timey, like in a ghost town in a California gold. It looks like a saloon. Yeah, absolutely. And there's these three old men playing cards talking about how they dug the gate, which I assume is like into the like they dug into the center of this asteroid to build the city mm-hmm. which is kind of insane um also there's like an arcade cabinet in the corner it's a pinball machine I yeah mm-hmm. so yeah they cut to that and then we get uh our our villain for the episode and he walks in with his seemingly pregnant girlfriend whose name is does she have a name never said is never said because of course not um i just called her his gun mall because it's kind of what she was. Like, you know, like a gangster's mall. Mm-hmm. No. Like M-O-L-L? No. I like a, this expression. Okay. I believe you, but... It's a thing. <laughs> uh, so he walks in and orders a beer, and she orders... Bloody Mary. A Bloody Mary. I love how, like, covert they try to be. With their <laughs> They're really good at it. Yeah. It, it happens in multiple instances, and it, it just cracks me up. Bloody Mary. <laughs> it's definitely like, yeah, that's that's a way that somebody orders a... Uh, that's how people talk drugs. I'm fresh out of tomato juice. In the real world. <laughs> yeah, I've got the vodka. I, when the when the bartender gave her a look, like he gave her a side eye, I thought he was going to like judge her about like, you're pregnant, you can't be drinking. That's what right, I was thinking. That's right, me yeah. too. But then it, it goes on and it shows us that he's got Mm-hmm. So yeah, then we we get the reveal that uh, old, old Asimov's trying to sell some bloody eye, which also directly leads us into you know our favorite topic, a boob shot. That's not our favorite topic. Oh, but that's that's what it has. Was very gratuitous, <laughs> softly colored. It looks like very painterly, shot. like yeah. like they took the cell of animation and someone painted some boobs into the shot. Yeah. They look like the there was one very gratuitous scene where she's like resting her boobs. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah and, and it looks and then and then between the boobs and the bar is framed the old man <laughs> in like the <laughs> negative <laughs> space. And also, the, her boobs are like the biggest they are in the entire episode. Her oh, boob size is variable. It's like when they need to be. That's the thing. In all they go animals. off yeah. model a lot in this yeah. pilot. Yeah, it doesn't happen as much going forward, but it goes off model a lot. And this, like, there's not a whole lot of this in the show. So mm-hmm. I, like, rewatching it, I was like, oh, I completely forgot <laughs> about that being in this episode. Um, so then we get uh, the bartender, who I guess also buys drugs on the side. It's never really explicitly stated. Is like, yeah, he's a dealer. Yeah, it's like, he's... prove to me that bloody eye, you have real bloody eye and not just tomato juice in the nasal spray. <laughs> um, which oh God, seems ow. weird because... The method of taking this drug bothers me well, a lot. So one thing that confused me is 
Why would you tell someone? Okay, so it says he's like six two and one hundred and seventy four pounds, which is actually like a weird height weight Ooh, that's not the ratio. Yeah, yeah. Okay. he looks like, like a really he weighs, skinny tall guy. I was like, he looks like he weighs two hundred pounds. Yeah, he's still pretty thick. Uh, he's a thick boy, but <laughs> also it's the drug that makes you so fast you can dodge bullets and also sends you into a murderous rage. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you should do it right now in front of me to prove <laughs> that it's real. Yeah, there's no fucking way. It doesn't I... make any sense. Mm-mm, so mm-mm. He, is it? It's kind of hard to tell, but I believe he's spraying this chemical into his eye. Yes. <gasps> so, you, yeah, we get that close-up shot. <laughs> he's got a needle, and I'm like, oh, my God, are you about to stick that That's in his what... fucking eye? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to do something that is, like, two notches less horrifying, but still disgusting. I'm spray Nasonex TM <laughs> in my eyeball. Right. That's been colored with, like, you know, red drink C- Could power. you not find a better, like, mucous membrane to put this drug in? But then you would get to call it just seems like a very uncomfortable <laughs> way to do a drug but I digress mm. but uh yeah so then he does the bloody eye and I have a note here that says I'm pretty sure this bartender guy gets super murdered and then right after um he gets shot in the back of the head yeah right mm-hmm. after I wrote uh boob shot it says yeah this bartender dude is dead <laughs> so <laughs> a bunch of I thought they were bounty hunters and Meg, I think you thought they were, I don't know. I think they're also. Is it the crime scene? They're the crime scene. Yeah. Are so, the cowboy hats? Well, because that's the town. Oh. Yeah. We meet other cowboys. There's only hilarious that, tiny cowboy hats. There's only one <laughs> other bounty hunter that wears a cowboy hat I later in guy. the show. You know, he's on a fucking horse, but we'll yeah, get there. Um, <laughs> he should be the main character. So, uh, yeah, no, they they talk about, they're like, oh, if we don't get that bloody eye back, we're all hosed. So I think they're members of the syndicate that are trying to get back the goods. They're not after the bounty. Okay. And that's why they're okay killing him. Because if they were bounty hunters, they'd try and keep alive. I'm wondering how this crime syndicate secured a location to make their eyeball mesh. And <laughs> I call it bath salts. <laughs> yeah, eyeball bath salts. And and, and it's, it's it's amazing that they weren't being pursued before um, um, this guy managed I, to steal all of it. Or it makes no mention of it, really. Right. I think as the show goes on, they more or less say that crime is so rampant in the space future that the police force is not They don't really even capable. have to try and go after people. Yeah, they they're have just the bounty so stretched thin. So, yeah, that's, there's literally a, like, basic cable TV program that puts out bounties every... Is it every week or every day? I think it's every day. Yeah. And that comes in the next episode. And we, we get, get to watch the TV yeah. show. Another baffling uh, character voice actor choice. Oh, <laughs> um, it's so... Which kind of pays off at the end. Speaking of, Asimov's voice actor. Oh my god. Yeah, let's talk about his, that. His one-liners are amazing. Is this when he does the drug and then goes, Yeah, eyes wide open. <laughs> yes, that's, that, that is my favorite line in, in this episode. Oh my god. Yeah, he's really cool. <laughs> For me, that's, that's hook number one. That's what makes me go, I want to watch. I want to see more of this shit. Uh, so he does the bloody eye, and then all the syndicate busts in and starts shooting the place up. The old man completely fine. Yeah. The cat. The cat, cat completely fine. Totally fine. Bartender in the back way. in the shed. His head's gone. Yeah. Uh, I don't. And those bullets only hit him. There's a billion of them in the air. They miss everybody. Except but go the through the wall into the back room. Kill that guy. Not the guy they're trying to kill. 
Gabriel, who's sitting right next to him. No, 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 no. But, uh, so at first, this leads to, like, not really a shootout. I think Asimov kills these, like, 20 dudes with his bare hands. He's, he's not like, yeah, in from his drug. I think it, he's more enhanced. Yeah, so. so. That's why it, like, kind of feels like basalt, so he's, like, he doesn't, like, feel anything. So he's I thought like, he going, was going, going. actively getting shot during the fight scene at first yeah. and just couldn't feel it because he was on space, space mm-hmm. salt. Yeah. But I don't think that is. Yeah, yeah, but then they explicitly show a bullet, like, two inches away from his head, and mm-hmm. he dodges it. So, like, yeah, before we get there, so this is, like, our first action scene mm-hmm. of the, like, entire series. I mean, besides the opening. Mm-hmm. This is our first, like, shot-by-shot action scene. So, like, shit's going everywhere, tables are being destroyed, and they have these, like, beautiful shots of, like, I feel like with a lot of animes from this time, you have, like, a background, and then you have your characters on top. But there's, like, multiple layers to each of these frames, which I really love. So it's, like, we see her, she's, like, hiding, ducked under the bar. She has a gun. She takes out, like, two dudes. I forgot she was there. Yeah. No. So we find out she has a gun. (laughs) She kills, like, one or two guys. There's, like, a keg. It's, like, exploding, like, spreading beer everywhere. Um, And then that guy that tries to shoot him in the head is, like, framed in, like, the broken-out window. Mm -hmm. And we keep going back from, like, regular full speed to, like, the slow-mo of, like, Asimov's POV. Mm -hmm. And this dude, like, takes out his gun, and it's a super cool shot. So you're seeing the underside of the gun fire, and, like, the bullet, like, is it looks like it's coming, like, over your head, and then the next frame follows the motion of the bullet like all the way through it doesn't swap it like shows its path which is really cool and then he fucking dodges it i like how the dude has two guns and he's shooting at him and he just decides to switch guns he's like oh whoops one's not second gun. This one's definitely <laughs> maybe fast. the bullets are coming out too slow on this one. i forgot to crank it up <laughs> this guy is nitrous i didn't put my batteries on my gun sorry guys i mean it's the space future maybe it's possible maybe guns around double a's um so yeah he kills everyone and also, Meg, I'm going to go ahead and request that if we're doing thumbnails for every episode, that that Asimov's fucking face <gasps> yep. as he's leering out the window yeah. with his my chicken tindies just got out of the oven. It's a thumbnail for this episode. Which all tells you the pizza rolls are ready. <laughs> he looks like Lisa from PT to me. Oh, I think that's really funny. Like, staring, like, when you look up and he's, like, on the balcony staring down at you is what this motherfucker looks like. So, yeah, he kills everybody. Um, and then we, we cut to Spike with the Native American guy. Um, and I wrote that, I don't know if it's handled well, so I put it in parentheses, probably not, because it's the 90s and it's an anime, and we can't even, it's usually not handled well, like, in current day, I was gonna with say, American TV programming. So. Always a good assumption. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I, I immediately thought that he was, I didn't think Native American, I just thought he was a Mexican guy, like a shamanistic dude, and I was like, oh, it's fine. That's what I was thinking. I, you know, I, but I then the peace pipe thing, I the, guess. The, the ah, pipe so made me think drugs, so. Oh, yeah. So, um, he, his name is Old Man Bull, and Spike's says earlier that he's gonna go pay him a visit and Jet kinda is like I can't believe you believe that dude um, and there, there are a few things so he has a ceremonial pipe and something he says later at the very end of the scene makes me think that he's actually uh, Lakota so he is supposed mm-hmm. to be Native American he's not the only Native American character in Cowboy Bebop like yeah. we'll meet more later but I'm pretty sure he's um, he's from the Lakota tribe which I'm sure is it's all probably really not handled great but I guess at least you kind of 
tell. Also, there's a PlayStation 1 in the background, which doesn't matter. That's, I didn't even notice. <laughs> there's a PlayStation 1 in the background, so maybe he likes to play Tekken 2 or something. <laughs> so I love that Spike just is like, this is real mystic and all, but do you have anything to eat here? And then his stomach growls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's starving the entire episode. The entire show. <laughs> the entire show. That's um, a good point. And then we get some foreshadowing that I'd like to go into, but then kind of like with his uh, with stuff beyond just the guy basically like, here's where you can find Asimov. He also kind of foretells the end of the show. I don't want to go into it too much because then there's no way to talk about that spoiling how it ends. Well, um, yeah. So he he says the red-eyed oh. ki- coyote. He tells him where to find him. But mm-hmm. then he says to watch out for this woman mm-hmm. because he calls him Swimming Bird, which I actually really like. Mm-hmm. That's Does that make sense good. later or something? Because it didn't make any sense to me at all. It makes sense later. Yeah. I made a note, one of the quotes that Spike said, I was killed once before by a woman. And, and then I have discussed foreshadowing. So whenever in mm. my in my lucid state at five o'clock in the morning, <laughs> the morning I watched this, uh, I, I knew that there was something there, but I figured I wouldn't see that in this episode. Yeah. So what what do you guys think that's all about? The him saying he died once before. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was literal or if it was like a metaphor for something. That's what I was thinking. He, he died in a broken heart. I was gonna say Star Wars he, prequel style. He had a really <laughs> really tough breakup once, maybe. That's I don't what know. I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but then, or he faked his death. Mm. Mm. Don't tell me from wrong right. I won't. Okay. But uh, then Spike goes, okay, thanks for telling me where this dude's at. And he runs into him. He goes to the Space 7-Eleven that they're at, I think, right? Yeah. So um, real quick, we've got a scene with Jet we got to get to. But oh, yeah. the uh, Lakota man basically, like... <laughs> praise for his safety and guidance so jet is actually at the bar that's just been shot up there's dead people everything's broken he finds the one frame the one bottle of whiskey that's like still okay <laughs> and it's just like cool whatevs and uh sits down and starts drinking oh also he he's like framed in the doorway and he fills the entire doorway yeah jet's side jet's depending on the particular cell of animation just anywhere from like six feet tall to eight foot three <laughs> um, probably my favorite character design. <laughs> he's I so love jet, jet for someone who's always hungry yeah maybe it's, maybe it's only spike that's always hungry but they're both poor mm-hmm. uh maybe maybe he needs less calories because he only has he's he doesn't got, have to burn any in half his body yeah he budgets a little bit better than spot <laughs> do you think it's really hard to himself? get just jacked enough that your arm and leg that's real is just as big as your arm and leg that's made out of robots <laughs> i was gonna say his his actual arm is like bigger in some scenes than the robot arm that was curious awesome. how much cybernetic heat we he talk is. about it later yeah. Okay. yeah but so right now we can see that like he's got like a little eye yeah, yeah. that's awesome what is that even there for i think they explain it oh okay it's like basically it almost looks like a suture that's metal yeah he's um, one arm he's seen some better days mm-hmm. but yeah uh jet goes his own way to get information about the bounty which is checking out where the shootout is and he hears two like beavis and butthead motherfuckers like basically coming in with their very tiny cowboy hats <laughs> that are like pastel colors. yeah while they loudly talk about <laughs> exposition they're like oh geez asimov sure did steal all of our drugs the drugs are worth way more than him we never talked about this before but let's get we to should it talk now. about as we're walking to where we think he is wow asimov really beat everyone up here by using the red eye and Jet hops behind the bar and listens to all this exposition and then knocks the dude out with a glass bottle and then puts the other dude in a headlock and again I can't tell if Jet's 8 feet tall or if this dude's really little because Jet's bicep is bigger than this guy's head mm-hmm. I called them the exposition cowboys nice that's accurate yeah the, it, the completely weird conversation mm-hmm. question can I go pee yeah we can take like a break bad for the podcast but no we no, it's okay. have a break let's take an ad break Boop, 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 boop.
And we're back. <laughs> okay, good. That's our new stinger. Uh, so yeah, uh, we are now at Spike landing at the space gas station, or just a regular one. It's not in space. Um, Aren't we which, all in space? I guess technically we're all in space. If you think about it, <laughs> every, every gas station. So we all did a big bong rip right before. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Please don't arrest us. Um, so at first, I, this actually annoyed me because I was like, "How would you get there that fast?" And also, there would be multiple gas stations. But then I realized that it's a tiny city on an asteroid so it's probably only like three miles long or something like i Mm -hmm. you could probably walk both ends in the afternoon i love this shot too because you see like all these like rolling pastures next to a highway and instead of the there being a horizon line it just goes up (laughs) and around Mm -hmm. like the Mm -hmm. skyline just goes overhead and it's so cool yeah it's neat makes me think of interstellar which isn't as neat. I was thinking of Elysium. That, that a really extra nausea. <laughs> um, also has horrible fake Spanish accents. Mm-hmm. Really terrible. Uh, it's South African one. Oh, yeah. It, well, yeah, it's a fucking... What's his name? Neil Blomkamp. Neil yeah. Blomkamp. Mm-hmm. One good movie. Chappie. Chappie. Chappie is his best movie. <laughs> uh, so Spike runs into Atomov in the bathroom. Yeah, how do you know where to find him? Was it just like happenstance? I think it was that sort of luck. Okay. And mm-hmm. then Spike delivers the most confusing line of the entire episode <laughs> where he says, let's see my notes here, it's better to just leave the water running so you don't clog the drain. Well, because Asimov is, uh, he's coming down yeah, off he, of his high. He and looks he, like he might be yakking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Spike's oh, like, don't be a dick and clog up the drain with your vomit. Oh, I didn't put that together. Me I either. thought Spike's just saying, after you wash your hands, just leave the water running. <laughs> <laughs> Water's I know what you thought it was. Yeah, I, I think was like, that could be a with? public restroom policy because I go in some all the time. <laughs> There's always a and some jerk has left the water running. <laughs> and so I was like, why did you tell him just to leave the water running after you got them washing? <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. I was like, what? He spoke the unspoken policy. Spike gave him good rules for when you throw up in a public uh, sink. Yes. Because Maybe he was just trying to throw him off because he knew who he was, right? Yeah, he could yes. have been that too. That's what he I was a thinking. Picture of him. And he needed something to like throw him off because Asimov has reached into his coat at yeah, this point. Yeah, just scratching it. And then <laughs> scratches <laughs> it. Uh, and then Spike walks out of the bathroom while whistling, and it smash cuts to Cowboy Bebop logo. So we oh, yeah. are about halfway through the episode now, uh, and things really ramp up. In the second half. For because, sure. Because uh, we get back to... Well, I have a note in here that I actually really like the voice acting for the main cast. Um, a lot of the secondary characters, not as good. Um, like the girlfriend. I don't even... Okay, let me try. Hello. <laughs> that's how she's Sorry, called. that Mexican? That's, that's why I'm doing what they thought was a Spanish okay, accent. Yeah. I'm not going to try and do a real one because it would be bad. But she's just like, I will never go to Mars. <laughs> you just did it. That was what it was. You just did what that you was, said you would do. I was do. copying their bad accent. It does um, let you know that she is his favorite. I guess. <laughs> if he, uh, yeah, the outfit and the, I don't know, complexion hair didn't. And her really passable right. accent does. They could the, just be trying Tijuana. to link her, yes, to Tijuana. Because you are in, in space, Mexico. So, so wait, are we supposed maybe. to assume that she's from there originally? I, I believe so. So, I think so. I so. so I think that means Asimov's having to meet. Since, since his, their crime syndicate is located in Tijuana, this is oh. their great escape, is what I think. Oh, I see. And I, I don't think this is the only asteroid city, because he mm-hmm. said that he like hangs around the asteroids. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think it might be a belt of these. Oh, it's so like between Mars and Jupiter? Might be literal asteroid belt? Yeah. Kuiper belt? Yes. 
cool i think is what this is supposed to be and uh i read something <clears throat> kind of cool about the uh director and um showrunner he had this idea that he wanted everything to be like a very like global population and he wanted to show people of different ethnicities mm-hmm. um and he didn't want like japan or the u.s to be the center of the universe so there he tried to bring in a lot of different people very cool. which is a really awesome concept and and Atypical yes anime. for sure but the execution of it is a little rough yeah because like times. there's still like very clear this person is japanese this person's american this person's mexican even yeah. though in the future i feel like everybody would just eventually mix together into one thing but i don't know how futuristic this is supposed to be 2070 well, i was gonna say 2017 i was like wow or 2071 is mm-hmm. what I read. But um, yeah, yeah. So he wanted to show like a bunch of different like cultures. And uh, you see that like more and more when we get into it. Or like like when they're going through the hypergate. And mm-hmm. it's you, the dominant uh, instructions you hear in like the space toll booth is in yeah. English. But in the background, it's like a, several other languages. Yeah, there was like the a instructions lot of being said. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's supposed to be like there's no unified language or anything. And there's mm-hmm. still like just pockets of people from different places right um, so it's cool so yeah spike runs into julia uh, her name's not julia that's someone else it's a completely different character uh so he runs into he runs into the unnamed female character um and steals a hot dog and some cereal <laughs> so, so he does like this like classic pickpocketing trick where you bump into somebody and mm-hmm. he he spills her groceries and he's like oh i'm so sorry and helps her pick him up and then he turns around and, he and she's like the hot dog into his mouth excuse me <laughs> and she has shoved he has shoved an entire hot dog long ways long way. it was just showing it like a hamster <laughs> yeah. why did she buy a whole hot dog, dog, hot dog and put it in a brown paper well bag. there's like a there's a shot of her at the um all of these vending machines uh-huh. because they're at like a rest like one of those big like rest stops kind of like a pilot yeah so i think it's supposed to be like one of those like ready-made sandwiches that you can get out of a vending machine yeah and that's why it's like boxes of chocolate and soda because that's all they had oh yeah there was no like vegetables or like a baguette there's always like a baguette there's always a baguette (laughs) and an apple yeah Yeah. i know it's a really weird place because they put lettuce on their hot dog yeah it's (laughs) it was crazy hot lettuce uh the old old domino salad Uh, so yeah, Spike runs into her, and then he does turn into uh, Miss Whoa. Mr. Steal Your Girl uh, here. But then he's talking to her while he's filling up. Oh, um, well, first he she's like, "You can just keep it," and he's like, "Oh, thanks." And then he Looney Tunes pulls out of all of his pockets all the other shit he yeah. stole from her. That she so she noticed the hot dog, but she didn't notice him steal like it, six boxes of every like snack. It makes me question Spike's judgment because of all the oh, things stupid. of all the things that he chooses chose to put in his mouth and eat he chose the hot dog with lettuce <laughs> <laughs> so we've established in this scene it's it's a really smart way to establish spike's stupid because he had a nasty ass hot dog <laughs> that was on the ground <laughs> also he stole from what looked to be a pregnant woman yeah which is kind of you know not a good thing to do <laughs> so anyway i want to um, give him the benefit of the doubt and know that he saw asimov and yeah, then went yeah, outside and saw her and was like okay right. well we know that because then when they're talking while he's filling up yeah. the gas station and he does a magic trick where he makes a cigarette appear and it instantly uh she instantly is no longer down i was to say this point, we have after to, he does a magic trick we have to assume he's no longer trying to get it in yeah no one does that because <laughs> no one's like everyone does no that. one's like time I, to 
seal the deal. I, <laughs> I think, yeah, because now I just imagine him like looking in a mirror, practicing like sleight of hand, like magic tricks. I know it's just like he knows how to steal and pickpocket, so this is just like him using that to make it look like he can do tricks. But it's so, oh my god, so, it's so bad. Yeah, and he basically is like, hey, running away to Mars is a stupid idea. There's like a police barricade all around. Do you want to? Because I don't know why. Well, uh, no, no they they know. Yeah, he's there. So uh, then she's like, "Who are you?" Because we gotta get this line in. And he says, uh, "I'm just an old-fashioned cowboy." <laughs> and I thought that was really cool. And I think it was just me that was cool. Everyone else thought I was think lame. So. I Why think does he think he's a cowboy? He doesn't. That's what, that's what called. they're called. Because yeah, then she like, goes, oh, "You're a bounty hunter." But like he They're doesn't synonymous. wear cowboy clothes or well, his ship. His ship is his horse. Okay. Uh, his hair is shaped kind of at the edges like, like a hat. Like a hat. Oh, that's a that's a reach. But I guess <laughs> <laughs> he has a gun. <laughs> True, just like a cowboy. Um, and he smokes. And he smokes. So that's the that's all for yeah. 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 Uh, all, all hair, the hair, hat, gun, <laughs> spaceship, <laughs> in the fourth thing. Cowboy ninja. Uh, and those cry. All the big cowboys. So yeah, at this point, Spike gets his ass completely kicked. This actually happens a lot in this show. Does it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it because he's like very overconfident, or because mm-hmm. like it comes up behind him and puts him in a chokehold with right. one hand? Yeah. Assuming he's like. Loaded up on on his uh, eyeball meth, yeah, uh, bloody like eye, PCP, PCP, and then he says, "Who's the small fry?" This <laughs> is the second best line in this episode. <laughs> that voice actor was like two feet away from the mic like, for all of his lines. I think he had a lot of fun recording those two lines. <laughs> yeah, why didn't the Doing cast voice even hate her? As Asimov. Yeah. They wanted this this type Prestige of Prestige voice acting. Yeah, yeah, Spike gets fucking choked out. And the only reason he doesn't die in the pilot is because the girlfriend's like, hey, don't kill that dude. He's just some dipshit. Mm-hmm. I think he let himself get attacked, though. I don't. I he think he steals the thing out of his pocket. I think he makes the snap decision to steal it, but I don't think he got choked out on purpose. Because that would be a really big power play. He'd be like, I bet I just got her so horny. She's going to be like, don't kill him. And she'll save me from getting my neck crushed. Could have gotten out of it. You think he could have escaped? I think so. I don't know if this guy is insanely strong because of how big he is or because he's on bloody eye, but his hand's big enough to crush Spike's neck with one. He has two because his, oh, fingers, his fingers okay. meet at the front of Spike's neck but... and he makes awful choking noises that are very uncomfortable. Yeah, that would like really hurt Spike. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be super okay after that. So, yeah, Spike gets choked to death and swipes the bloody eye. and Not to death, he's still alive. <laughs> and then he falls over and they run away and then Jet comes up and finds him. Yeah, and he's been he's been passed out long enough that the cigarette he dropped has burnt all the way down to the filter. So he'd been there for a little while. It's implied that he was awake for longer and chose just to lay there on the ground, which I think is actually really funny because Jet walks up and he just like opens his eyes and he's fine. He's not like huh he's just like we're choking or yeah like, yeah could spike co- possibly be contemplating going back to college <laughs> looking for a different career path because I, it sounds like this I've one's really, really not working about out university of phoenix <laughs> if i almost got choked to death in asteroid tijuana i would probably all in a gas station while i like, was starving to death yeah you know, I could do QuickBooks. <laughs> How hard is it? Does all the math for you? My uncle knows that insurance guy. <laughs> My uncle knows the Geico blizzard. <laughs> and then Jet walks up and he's like, said something about like, stop, stop sleeping on the job. And Spike's like, I had a 
what's something I had a great dream or I had a sweet dream. Uh, Is that what was it? I had a beautiful dream. Yeah, I think so. Which I took to mean it was him remembering the scene we see at the beginning, but I might be reaching. Ooh, yeah. I didn't think of it that way. I was just thinking of the uh, lady. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, like he thought, like she her. was the beautiful dream. Right, yeah. but I, I like that interpretation too. I also like that Jet's like, oh, hey, bud, you're face up staring into the sun on the pavement. Like an omelet. Seems <laughs> like Jet is kind of his center. Yeah. Sorry, Dakota, what were you going to say? Oh, when, um, in the Japanese, because I listened to that one, in that one, he said, uh, Jet was like, so you met him, like Asimov, and Jet, or, uh, Spike just goes, a nightmare, instead of whatever he said in the English version. That's oh, that's a lot different. That, yeah. That's why mm. I thought that he was talking about the girl when he said, uh, I had a nice dream. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. That's the a very are, different. The lines are a lot different in the Japanese subs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We have a subs, not dubs guy. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm not a purist. I just like Whatever. It. Subs, not dubs guy. <laughs> so then Spike heads to where Asimov's going next. I don't know how we know where he's going. Well, so um, <clears throat> Jet's like, okay, I'm Audi 5000 because this is dumb. Mm-hmm. Let's just get back to the bebop. And then Spike reveals that he's like, actually, they're going to try and go to Mars, but they have to offload all of this first. Mm-hmm. So they've been to Tijuana before. Jet's alluded to having like cop connections. Mm-hmm. Like he says he's going to go talk to the police to find out what he can. So maybe they just like know like the big time drug dealers and where this guy is going to hit up next. He's trying to offload a shit ton of this stuff. A bloody eye. Bloody eye. Um, so yeah, then Spike dresses like a mariachi band player <laughs> and ambushes him. Oh god, it's so bad. It's bad. He wears a sombrero and a poncho. What? That makes his shoulders twice as big. Yeah. Is Raiden the one that has sombrero? In Mel Gear Solid. Yeah. In Mel Gear Rising <laughs> Revengeance. I think you meant Raiden from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Raiden also has a little, I think it's like a straw hat. Yeah, it's not the sword sombrero as well. <laughs> Um, but the sombrero and the poncho is just but, so he's very inconspicuous. Yeah, he, he blends right in. Oh yeah, but I yeah, nobody else dresses like that. Like no. everyone we've seen looks like a normal person. Yeah, and then he's like, I found this horribly racist Halloween costume to help me go undercover. Like he's just missing the giant curly mustache or something. A tiny guitar, or like a pair of glasses that also has a nose on it. Got Groucho marks. Yes. Is he just messing with uh, Asimov? It seems like he doesn't seem like he's taking it particularly seriously no. the whole time. He yeah, keeps I mean, referring to Asimov as a small fry, so it makes me think he's just trying to have a little fun. But it seems like he should be focusing on doing his job a little more effectively. This so, guy is really strong. He's not smart at all. <laughs> so this Asimov. leads into our first real fight scene of the show with Spike in it at least uh, because Spike uh, reveals he fucks he fucks with Asimov a little bit and acts like he's gonna buy some bloody eye and then he's like again with the surprise. conspicuous drug dealer talk yeah and Spike pulls out a gun and shoots <laughs> well, he like rips off his hat like fucking Gene Parmesan <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then there's a smash cut to their faces in shock oh, yes, and it's yes. fantastic <laughs> so he shoot he throws the bloody eye he stole earlier up in the air and shoots it and then does a spin with his pistol because the first is like, oh, he's just going to shoot. The first time I watched this, like, he's just going to shoot Asimov in the street and be like, got him. But he and doesn't. It's, it's accompanied by an amazing music score. Yeah, um, the song the fight is scene. Rush. And this is this fight scene is actually really cool because we know Asimov's been doing Bloody Eye and he's fast enough to dodge bullets. Mm-hmm. But Spike, uh, at least in my opinion, this time, like, completely kicks his ass. Like, it doesn't seem like it's remotely close. He seems I to handle it for well. about that. I forgot mm-hmm. that that guy's super fast. Yeah, yeah, so it's actually a good way to establish that Spike, even though he's incompetent in a lot of ways, he's really good at punching people. That's, was, like, his only skill. I was <laughs> very confused why he didn't just kneecap 
uh, ask him yeah. all at the beginning like, of the fight. I think he likes into a fist fight. I think he just likes be like. I don't think Spike gets to fight a lot of people that are like at his. It's kind of like the Goku mm-hmm. thing. Again, why he's a little bit less effective. Than yeah, he probably could. He probably should have just shot that guy in the knee. But then we wouldn't have gotten the really cool fight where I don't know if you guys know this, but they almost. And, it's not anime badly. I actually think it's it's really well done. But Spike fights in a way where it looks like he's really bored. Mm-hmm. Like his arms just kind of like hang at his sides unless someone's coming at him. And yeah. he like dodges without moving his arms. He reminds me of those car lot blow up <laughs> that kind of move <laughs> around. Floaty tube men. That, that, that's how he fights. But it seems to work for his frame. He's and got that lanky, long-limbed frame. Well, he's doing this thing that like Bruce Lee would do where he's like observing his opponent. And he like dodges enough to like see what his deal is. And then he comes out. Him mm. and again, it's like more kickies and mm-hmm. punches, lots of leg, yeah, kicks, lots of kicks, which is again, and they're like Bruce Lee kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I think he even does the like bouncy, he does, do the... He does the bouncy kind of like mm-hmm. fake out thing too. He does that at the beginning while he's talking. This whole entire time I've been describing this, I've also been like moving sure like an that. idiot, which nobody can see. <laughs> uh, but, you know. Subscribe to the, the premium version to get yeah. the video feed of us seeing our little Join our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, Spike's like hanging this guy's ass, in my opinion. It doesn't seem like it's remotely close mm. but then a bunch of other like crime syndicate dudes show up and the guy gets away in the mess and uh we get to see spike kick a bunch of guys who are spike manages to kick a bunch of dudes inside of a car while he's sitting <laughs> on top of the car yeah he like river dances and kicks them off yeah the car. i like that like one guy goes flying and his buddies go like what and it just like popped him <laughs> they in all chin. get kicked yeah. somehow he's still managing to dodge bullets too uh spike or they've opened, yeah at this point they've opened fire on spike as well his mm-hmm. luck is just like crazy high yes and then yeah uh Asimov and his girlfriend get away and jet shows up in his cool crane ship which i think also doesn't have a gun no and i don't think he's used it yet but yeah basically has like a giant tow cable that's I, on a harpoon i think most of, of Jet's stuff is just, like, repurposed construction equipment. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. But, like, it's a neat way of showing that they're really poor because Spike's the only person who has a... Sh- That's not true. Someone else shows Somebody up Somebody else does, yes. But Spike's ship has a gun, but it's really old. So it's, like, implied that the only way they can afford a ship that can actually fight in space is if it's soul is basically an airplane with a vacuum in it uh but yeah they run away and jet saves spike from getting shot to death by 20 crime syndicate members even though apparently he was supposed to show up earlier yeah and just didn't. <laughs> uh and spike somehow gets to his own spaceship i guess he parked it like in the back or something uh i mean because they're still outside the restaurant so it's probably like behind it because the the stingray's wings i don't know if you guys noticed like when he pulled it out of the garage mm-hmm. basically like the wings fold to the sides mm-hmm. So it can fit in like, places. Like pushing your mirrors in so you get into a tight exactly. spot. Yeah, and then he they they start chasing them in their spaceships, and they start chasing Asimov and his girlfriend and their tinier spaceship, mm-hmm. their little, like, Ford Fiesta that can go into space. Yeah, yeah. So also at this point, like, Spike is chasing them, and there's a couple of syndicate ships, and he just... Kills them. D- yeah, just, like, blows those up. Spike does that, or Asimov does that? No, Spike, Spike Oh, I uh, he was, like, shoots. against killing or something. No, no. <laughs> definitely not. No, he's not. He's not one of those. This time I have like to go all out face. kind of people. Mm. He, yeah. He never turns his gun uh, the other way, so that the bullets are on the sharp end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one thing. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention is uh, we get a quick shot of the girlfriend getting like raised across the stomach, and for a second you're like, uh oh, because you think there's a baby, the baby in there, but a bunch of red eye spills out and reveals that she's not pregnant at all. 
Yep. It's just, she's just got a stomach She's a mule. Yeah, red-eyed vials. Like Meg said, uh, Spike, shoot you. I guess that's a good way of establishing Spike does not, he's not a typical shonen, I'm not going to kill you Mm -hmm. protagonist. Also, I don't think this is a shonen anime. No, it was meant for, like, adults and for, like, Mm -hmm. older kids. What is shonen? I don't even know. Shonen is, like, um, Mm. so a lot of manga is divided into shonen and shoujo, so shonen is a lot of stuff that's, like, meant for boys. So lots of, like, fight sequences, lots of, like, um, things like Naruto is shown. It's, like, that was literally in a publication called Shonen Jump. Right. And then Shoujo is um, stuff for girls. Like World Witching. Yeah, it's a lot of that, like, not a whole lot of fighting. There's usually, there can be magic, but it's, like, usually pretty low-key. There's usually, like, a cute girl character that's just Mm -hmm. trying to find her way in life. Kind of stuff. I just remember that all my calls <clears throat> Midoriya, Midoriya Shonen, and now it completely makes sense. I think it's Shonen mm-hmm. literally means boy. I'm gonna look that up. So anyway, Spike mm-hmm. kills two people. Yeah. When does the music kick in? Because that song is nice. I don't the know what song, song that is. The Vaporwave. So you get like the like super awesome um, jazzy fight sequence and then once they transition into it being like a car chase basically it goes into the I think the first shot that I remember the Vaporwave being is like when he takes the stingray uh, like really low to the water. Mm-hmm. Like under that bridge or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's when it kicks in. And he's just like chasing them He's because he, well, he can't kill them because he has to catch them. Oh that's why he didn't kill them. Because mm-hmm. it's not they're alive it's just alive. And I'm pretty sure like the way that it works because of like all the money they had to pay for what they did last time mm-hmm. i think if he had busted his kneecap he probably would have had to pay to get him uh his medical bills right would have been taken out of the bounty we it's don't know dollars. yeah we don't know yet and so this might be <clears throat> this is me jumping ahead too much but basically once you have a bounty the cops are going to try and screw you out of it mm-hmm. so any excuse they can give to not give you the money they're going to right so wait were there multiple people are we supposed to assume there were multiple people hunting this guy or do people like bid on bounties and then it's, no it's whoever brings so it's free in. for all yeah, yeah. it's always free. i guess I think it, it would have been confusing if there was multiple people on in the pilot episode hunting one person mm-hmm. i think later we meet other bounty hunters chasing the same bounties yeah as our little as our main group but mm-hmm. spike and jet chase them all the way into space or i think just spike i think jet peels off he's like i'm not going to chase them through a police barricade uh yeah i think sounds he's reasonable. going back to the bebop he yeah. also doesn't have any guns on his ship and it's not fast and spike chases them all the way into space where we see a police barricade or at least i assume it is because they have red lights on their spaceship so did you see that it's not actually <laughs> in space there's like he's like um it's like a, a very the force field yeah clear mm-hmm. but it's, it has panels mm-hmm. and there's these like steel bars that are coming out so it's almost like a it's uh, like the atmospheric end yeah it's like an encapsulated area around the side of the asteroid so there's a like, gate at the very top of this place so they haven't they're not even in space yet they're just like in this asteroid some field sort of unnamed technology but it looks like a barrier yeah that so would make sense. Mm-hmm. It'd be really hard to make a barricade in space because you can move in three directions. So that probably in three right. D. So that probably makes more sense. <laughs> I'll just go up. <laughs> Damn it! I think, that's a, I think that's a Futurama it's like joke. Like putting that attack strip across a road and you're trying to catch a plane or something. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> yeah, uh, his girlfriend realizes as she watches her boyfriend Asimov crush a bottle of bloody eye accidentally into his eye i think he's trying to get high again so he can get that like 
that adrenaline rush, quick draw kind of thing going. But uh, she says something to the effect of, oh, we're fucked. We're never going to Mars. She's, she just says, I'll never see Mars. That would and be then, more sad if we had more time to like get to know her. I mean, it was kind of sad, but... Well, then she fucking shoots her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you hear the pop. And it's just like a close-up of Spike's eyes. That confused me because I thought that somehow Spike had gotten shot. <laughs> she like, shot him through her ship and they hit ship. <laughs> that aim is impeccable. But I liked her last word, adios. Adios. And then uh, their ship just gets torn to bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Swiss cheese. Yeah, like completely decimated. As Spike watches, he, he's got this look on his face. Like, maybe it is time to go back to college <laughs> he, he does look he looks pretty horrified. horrified um i couldn't tell if he was thinking oh it sucks i liked her or if he was thinking oh there goes my bounty I probably think, a little bit of both mm-hmm. i think it's implied oh sorry go ahead no, no no you're good go i was just gonna say i think it so spike is not above killing people but it's kind of shown like it's not his favorite yeah spike right. doesn't i think is more that spike is watching a woman who can't be much older than like 25 her like lifeless corpse which is a really cool shot because like the oh my god the all the vials like, are like out floating her. out as she's like moving backwards yeah, yeah. And her kind lifeless corpse is floating through the debris of the ship and he's the one who chased them into space mm-hmm. um so it's kind of indirectly his fault that they got killed mm-hmm. by the cops but um, it shows that he's not a sociopath about it. Yeah, he's right. not. He's on it. Spike is far from an edge lord. <laughs> it's a pretty horrific scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and he did have like a really not just like personable, but I feel like like an actual like connecting conversation with her. Absolutely. Like they both come from like kind of a similar place, mm-hmm. and just trying to find a better life is really all she wanted. Which I think Dakota, you might have thought, and I could be wrong. That you were like, oh, she's gonna be like his love interest or something. I thought she'd be at least kind of important. <laughs> um, I figured she'd be a reoccurring, I don't know, pseudo villain or but, like, yeah, not just like cannon fodder, basically. Yeah, yeah, they show like I, they don't hold your hand and they don't really give a shit about you. So it's like, oh, did you catch this weird detail? You didn't. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Oh, you like that person or whatever? I don't give a shit. Yeah, um, I feel like that's a lot of animes, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this one I can I can see it as well. Yeah, no one, including the main cast, is uh too important to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stuff will happen later. That's pretty. pretty wow, good. spoilers, Cody. There's only, there's, only, show. there's only 26 episodes, so I can only imagine people die in this show. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. So the episode ends with someone, two people dying, even though they didn't need to, and Spike and Jet not getting the reward. And mm-hmm. it kind of is a reoccurring theme of the show. We'll see later that uh, in most episodes, uh, people who don't deserve to die will die, and then Spike and Jet and various other characters as the cast grows larger don't make any money i really like this because they literally end up in the exact same place they were at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the episode like it's literally jet cooking Mm -hmm. and when you see him like flick the pan up it's just vegetables still because they're still broke as fuck um but the only difference is that spike isn't nearby he's like gone off to one of the outer parts of the ship where the uh, gravity control isn't as good Mm -hmm. where the uh, bay windows are so it's like Everything's kind of returned to normal, whatever, same old, same old for Jet, but it's actually, like, it did affect Spike. Very mm-hmm. contemplative ending. Mm-hmm. And we get our first, uh, see you space cowboy. As yeah. Spike asks, Jet flicks Spike a oh, cigarette yeah. that <laughs> floats <laughs> through very, the air. It's very cool. Yes. Although then I ask myself, why is 
spike training in zero g um right. have you not seen dragon ball i guess they do the opposite they train extra <laughs> that's gravity what I was say. yeah, yeah. I, you would increase the gravity maybe that's possible. he probably has to do a lot of like fighting in zero g maybe it helps mm. Uh, I think he just wanted to be by himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's uh, like an area of the ship, like it's like where he is, is like outside of the cargo hold, I think, where that like rotating door is. Mm-hmm. So there's a piece that looks like, it's a really cool ship design because like keeping like the main body of the ship stable and then everything else is kind of like free to move. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like on the like, kind of like gone as far as he can right. <laughs> away. Yeah. And Spike asks, what's for dinner? And Jet says... Special. Yeah. Uh, is it... Bell peppers and beef. Bell peppers and beef. And we get Sea Space Cowboy. And that's the end of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asteroid Blues took us, what, an hour and a half to summarize a 20-minute wow. <laughs> of, uh, Actually, not that bad. It's about an hour. Um, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, the, the first half was a lot more loaded. A lot happens in the second half, but there's a lot less talking and exposition. Yeah. It's a lot more just fighting and Action. people chasing each other. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a lot of explaining, like, who I guess characters are mm-hmm. in the pilot episode. Yeah. It does, I guess, give us the setting. So Yeah, and you get to find out, you have to meet everybody and, like, get introduced to the world, so... So I have to ask, who do you guys think won this episode? How do you mean? I mean, who, who well, there, there is a victor here, I think, mm-hmm. or a, a group of victors, I which guess. might spoil my answer. Who, who's your MVP of Asteroid Blues? Ooh, mm, I'll find a better way to say that. The guy with the tiny cowboy hat, who <laughs> Jeff was a headlock because I hated how he looked so much. It was hilarious. I, I thought the uh, three poker players for escaping two massive <laughs> yeah, That's true. They really did. I, I felt like they had massive luck. So they are my episode winners. Did you notice that the cat was at the table the second time? No, I did not notice that. (laughs) I'm amazed that they could uh, get away from being as old as they are and as absolutely senile as they are. Definitely, yes. They remind me of the old men in the balcony in uh, um, Muppets. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Just a little bit more like... Senile? Yeah. But in an, in an episode with no clear winner, other than the people who got away, that, that's my answer. I think my vote is probably Jet. He, just because he, like, shows up when he needs to, and he's in, like, no rush whatsoever. He knows it's gonna be okay. Uh-huh. And also, them bell peppies look good. Huh. There's so few characters, it's hard to find one that hasn't been said. I like the cat. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's cool the cat went back to the bar after the shootout and was just like, this is fine. Free drinks. Just drinking the beer. beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Before we, we oh, who's yours? In the pot, I said the man with the tank cowboy hat. <laughs> Are we being? Yes, he's my favorite. He Red won NPC too. He's not dead, so he did better than a lot of characters. In this <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. Um, also, he had a really tiny cowboy. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, next time we'll be talking about the second episode, Stray Dog Strut, which introduces the most plot important character of the entire series. Data Dog. Data Dog. How do we act? Yeah. I was going to say, any final things? Um, probably too early to say, but if you want to email us, we have an email. It's myworstanime at gmail.com. And I guess for now, see you, Space Cowboy. I like the show.